Well, good morning. It's Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. I didn't have a whole lot of time this morning. I really didn't. I, I got up late. I had a late night. But uh, I got everything written. I just didn't format it right. We're going to try and get through it today. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and also up right at the top of the search. Man, can I just say how much I appreciate you, even on such days as today. <laughs> if you can, please bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can uh, tweet to me or X to me or whatever to me. Uh, questions or insights or fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. Let's get right to it. The uh, news on the war in Ukraine. On September 8th, the uh, if you remember, this was just recently, the European Commission published new sanctions, enforcement guidelines, according to which members of the trade bloc may not permit private individuals, vehicles with Russian plates into the EU. Uh, of course, uh, those from the EU ha- who have cars with Russian plates are allowed to come in. Other cars are not. Uh, These aren't new sanctions on Russia. However, as private vehicles are already subject to an import ban in the EU, uh, the commission just provided new guidelines regarding how to interpret the ban. The entry ban on vehicles with Russian plates, nonetheless, doesn't apply to vehicles owned, like I said, uh, either by EU citizens or their immediate family members. Now, Estonia has banned passenger vehicles with Russian license plates from entering the country. Uh, Of course, they can steal plates and fake it, I suppose. Estonian Foreign Minister uh, Margus Shakna said on uh, formerly known as Twitter, Starting from today, Estonia will deny entry to all Russian registered vehicles. Foreign Minister Lanemets suggested that the other two Baltic states, Latvia and Lithuania, could soon enact their own entry bans on Russian vehicles. Uh, Lanemet uh, said, We found in uh, consultation with Latvia and Lithuanian authorities that restrictions are most effective when jointly enforcing sanctions. And I believe, uh, of course, Finland has also done this. Uh, a meeting between North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, who rarely travels outside his country, uh, and President uh, Putin in Russia lasted about five hours and wrapped up earlier today, which was late in the day on Wednesday over there. You know, we time, we like to time travel here. <clears throat> the two leaders met at Russia's most important satellite launch center, the Vostochny uh, Cosmodrome. Uh, North Korea uh, fired two short-range ballistic uh, missiles into the sea off its east coast just an hour before Kim met Putin, just to show him what he's got, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, Asked whether the two leaders would talk about obtaining supplies from North Korea to replenish Moscow's dwindling stock of weapons and ammunition, Putin said they would discuss all issues. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog-Lavrov commented, on media speculation about possible weapons exchange, he said the West had uh, said that the West had breached many contractual obligations obligations by sending Soviet-era weaponry to Ukraine. Kim promised support to Russia, uh, Russia's just fight. He called it a just fight 
backing Moscow's effort to defend its interests. Uh, Kim Jong-un said, Russia is currently engaged in a just fight against hegemonic forces to defend its sovereign rights, security, and interest. I take this opportunity to affirm that we will always stand with Russia on the anti-imperialist front and the front of independence. We believe with certainty that the Russian army and people will achieve a great victory in the just fight to punish the evil forces pursuing hegemonic and expans- uh, expansionary ambitions and create a stable environment for national development. Wow. Uh, I, I'm sure he didn't write that. Uh, he, he doesn't seem really that smart, does he? Uh, Putin welcomed Kim uh, to the Cosmodrome with pleasantries, then said, we of course need to talk about questions of economic cooperation and questions of humanitarian nature. We have a lot of questions. I want to say that I am very glad to see you. Thank you for accepting the invitation and coming to Russia. Uh, Kim replied, I express my gratitude to you for paying such attention to our visit to Russia. We were also able to see with our own eyes the present and future of Russia in the construction of a space power, and we are holding a meeting with you at a very special time, right in the heart of a space power. Russia. Kim Jong-un has failed miserably putting up spy satellites and wants Russia's help. That's what that's about. Uh, Kim also said, Now Russia has risen to the sacred fight to protect its sovereignty and security against the hegemonic forces that oppose Russia. And now we want to further develop the relationship. We will always support the decisions of President Putin and the Russian leadership. I also hope that we will always be together in the fight against imperialism and for the construction of a sovereign state. They seem to stroke each other off so many times people in the audience were swimming in, well, I'm not going to say it. Uh, Britain has urged North Korea to end talks over the sale of arms to Russia. Spokesperson for Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said, We urge the DPRK to cease its arms negotiations with Russia and to abide by public comments uh, Pyongyang has made not to sell arms to Russia. This visit serves to highlight Russia's isolation on the global stage, and as the world unites against Putin, Putin's illegal invasion of Ukraine, and he has been forced to turn to regime, regimes such as North Korea, which, which is like another dig, just like we said, you and I said yesterday, uh, that uh, he's going to North Korea? Really? That's how desperate he is? <laughs> uh, Germany has provided further support for Ukraine by supplying equipment and weapons, including 60 infantry fighting martyr uh, vehicles with ammunition, uh, reconnaissance, and surveillance equipment, uh, munitions, and other aid in the latest military assistance delivery. Uh, Ukraine increased the range and effectiveness of its long-distance strikes in the 80th and 81st weeks of the war. Uh, remember, a couple weeks ago, uh, uh, Zelensky said he had a, a, a missile that went 400 mile, 400 and some odd miles. 
uh, and evidence mounted that it has breached the Russian first line of defense in the south of the country, which is going towards uh, Melitopol, or Melitopol, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ukraine's military said its forces had struck naval targets and port infrastructure in the bay of the Crimean port of Sevastopol, home to Russia's Black Sea Fleet, which, of course, is 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 used uh, Sevastopol also uh, right there. That's that that's what they use to protect the uh, Kerch Strait Bridge. Uh, they work in unison. If uh, the Kerch Strait Bridge brings supplies to Sevastopol. Uh, and Sevastopol protects the Kirk Strait Bridge because it's a military base. Uh, you, you take out one, and the other was the other one's in danger of being taken taken out. Um, yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, here we go. Um, Sevastopol is on the southwest coast of Crimea. Uh, the two most important targets in Crimea is uh, there in Sevastopol and the Kerch Strait Bridge. Andrei Yusov, Ukraine's military intelligence spokesperson, said, we confirm a large landing vessel and submarine were hit. A Ukrainian military intelligence agency official has said that the large Russian landing ship and a submarine struck in an overnight attack on the Crimean port of Sevastopol were likely to have been damaged beyond repair. Andrei Yusov, that's the person, said, those are significant damages. We can now say that that with a high probability, probability, they are not subject to restoration. Nice hit. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. From Morocco to Libya, it seems that major disasters are going on all over the world. Uh, we can add, of course, we can add Hawaii you know, Maui, we can add, you know, Canada fires, we can add Greece, flooding and mudslides. It's it's just, it's insane. Some are natural and others man-made natural. Whether or not that earthquake was natural or man-made natural is up for debate. As you know, with those um, uh, large ice masses melting, Iceland, has action receded from the sea. It's gotten higher. Its land has gotten higher. Do you think all that weight of ice on uh, the tectonic plates isn't affecting um, earthquakes around the world? Really? So if you think earthquakes aren't man-made disasters, I think you might be wrong. I can't prove it, but I think you might be wrong. Um, uh, some are, like I said, some are natural and others are man-made natural. Like Libya, a torrential downpour smashed through two dams, washing homes into the sea. People were dr- just drowned right there. In the middle of the night, they were sleeping. Bodies pile up in the streets in Derna. The northern, uh, northern east, uh, excuse me, the northern coastal city devastated by flooding. Uh, 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 according to Sadeddin Abdul Wakil, uh, health ministry undersecretary of the Unity Government in Tripoli, one of the two rival uh, governments operating in the uh, country, the death toll rose to over 6,000 people as of this morning, 
local time. Libya is racing to bury its dead as bodies pile up in the streets of Derna. Morgues are full in hospitals that remain out of service despite the desperate need to treat survivors of the disaster. Around 10,000 more are missing, potentially either swept out to sea or buried beneath rubble that is strewn throughout the city, once home to over 100,000 people. More than 30,000 people have been displaced by the flooding in Derna. Emergence, I saw a satellite photo, uh, photo before and after. It's pretty un uh, unbelievable. Emergency teams are searching through piles of debris for survivors and bodies as officials attempt to honor Islamic beliefs that the dead should receive burial rites within three days. No doubt caused by global warming and more moisture in the atmosphere. But don't worry, please don't worry. These trillions of dollars of worldwide, worldwide spent on natural disasters as well as hundreds of thousands dead have nothing to do with global warming because Republicans keep telling me global warming doesn't exist. Right? Nothing here to see. Uh, members of uh, a bipartisan House committee examining economic competition between the U.S. and China said yesterday that Congress needs to legislate barriers for American investments in Chinese companies, including artificial intelligence. Uh, Representative Mike Gallagher, chairman of the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party said, it is up to Congress to ensure American money isn't financing the CCP's top tech ambitions, including AI, quantum computing, and semiconductors, but also biotechnologies, directed energy, hypersonics, advanced manufacturing, space technologies, anything associated with the PRC's military industrial complex. He said during the hearing, that American companies continuing to invest in blacklisted Chinese firms are helping to fund the Chinese government's push to invade Taiwan. Gallagher said that Wall Street firms have not seriously considered the threats posed by the People's Republic of China, including risks to the U.S. economy. If the PRC prepares to invade its neighbor, Gallagher said, what is Wall Street going, uh, doing to guard against that outcome? Are banks and asset managers moving to protect American investors, or are they just betting on another bailout? A crackdown is coming, and it's coming soon, I can promise you. That's me speaking. And big business might need to get their Chinese-made cheap plastic ducks in a row before they get spanked. Uh, yesterday morning, we said it would happen, as the House of Representatives reconvened, GOP Speaker Kevin McCarthy directed committees to open an impeachment inquiry into Democratic President Joe Biden. Now, this is highly political because it's an impeachment inquiry, not an impeachment like twice impeached Donald Trump. Why is this an impeachment inquiry, you say? Because they have nothing and they want to waste your tax dollars to see if there is something. You need to find something before you can have an investigation. They also want to do it because their front runner was impeached twice. So they need to tie Joe Biden to the name, Joe Biden's name to the word impeachment. And this comes when things considerably more important are happening here. We have two weeks, well, uh, 18 days to fund 
the government and Republicans are hell-bent on weaponizing that as well. McCarthy claimed uh, yesterday that House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Those are his words to describe normal telephone conversations. The speaker explained that the impeachment effort will be led by Republican congressmen James Comer, Jim Jordan, and Jason Smith. Jim Jordan, who needed to be investigated by the January 6th committee, but they couldn't. And those who respectively chair the House Oversight and Account- uh, uh, Accountability, Judiciary and, and Ways and Means committees, uh, those are the three. Uh, McCarthy encouraged Biden's team to fully cooperate and said that we will go wherever the evidence take us. But they have nothing actual, actually illegal. Unlike Trump, when Trump was being investigated every time, they had mounds of evidence that he and others had committed a crime. They are hoping... Uh, like uh, blackmailing Ukraine, right? They are hoping to find something. Ian Ian Sams, the White House spokesperson for oversight and investigation, said on social media that House Republicans have been investigating the president for nine months and they've turned up no evidence of wrongdoing. Sands said McCarthy's own GOP members have said so and he vowed to hold a vote to open impeachment now he flip-flopped because he doesn't have support. He didn't even hold a, hold a vote on the House, at the House. He doesn't have enough support to hold a vote for impeachment. So he can only call for an investigation. He called the stunt extreme politics at its worst. We're talking about Ian. Uh, everyone is saying this is an attempt to distract voters from Donald Trump's 91 criminal counts and hurt President Biden's re-election chances. Everybody knows it. House Judiciary Committee ranking member Jerry uh, uh, Nadler said, in 2019, House Democrats moved on impeachment only after developing overwhelming evidence that Donald Trump had attempted to extort the government of Ukraine. And that in, in 2021, we needed a very little time to determine who was responsible for the attack on January 6th. Today, House Republicans failed to articulate any specific charges against President Biden because they have no basis whatsoever to launch this so-called inquiry. They have no evidence of misconduct. Their whistleblowers has been, have been discredited time and time again. They have not even begun to approach the high bar of high crimes and misdemeanors. And they have done none of the work necessary to convince the American people that this stunt is a good idea. A political reality that I suspect will set in for them sooner rather than later. In other words, the voters will notice. (laughs) Let me be very, very clear, he said. President Biden has done nothing wrong and House Republicans have not found a shred of evidence to suggest otherwise. Speaker McCarthy may get to keep his job for another day, but he has once again caved to the most extreme elements of the Republican Party. And we all know that he caved because he wants to keep his job. Those extreme elements can get him fired. All of this 
is 100% true. And this allow, uh, also allows the Republican Party to not fix any pressing issues to help Americans. It also it allows the GOP to misdirect the public to look elsewhere instead of their dismal position, their dismal record, and their uh, 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 um, their ideas on abortion and their lack of ability to get anything done. That's what it's about. Uh, speaking of abortion, uh, remember that uh, Texas case where women sued the state because of their lack of of healthcare and their inability to find anyone in Texas who was willing to save their life when they had life-threatening conditions associated with pregnancy. Yesterday, the Center for Reproductive Rights filed legal actions in three states where doctors have refused to provide abortions even in emergency situations, hoping to expose how providers and patients alike are being harmed by abortion bans. The group filed legal challenges against abortion bans in Tennessee, Oklahoma, and Idaho, which all ban abortion care in nearly all circumstances on behalf of women who were denied or delayed in receiving care. The lawsuits come six months after uh, CRR uh, sued them. Texas State Attorney General Ken Paxson over... uh, Uh, over the state's six-week abortion ban, which allows any private citizen to take uh, legal action against someone for helping a private person to obtain an abortion. Mark Heron, senior counsel at CRR, used the example of uh, women uh, uh, nearly killed in Texas as an example and called it the tip of the iceberg. The group is representing eight women and four obstetrician gynecologists in the three states. Uh, Warning to those listening, I'm going to discuss some medical conditions that you may not want to hear. One woman found out from an ultrasound at 15 weeks of pregnancy that her fetus's organs were developing outside its body and that it was showing signs of developing limb body wall complex a rare condition that includes several fetal anomalies. Her doctor told her they could not perform an abortion, even though academic academic studies have shown detection of uh, uh, limb body wall complex necessitates the termination of pregnancy. She said traveling outside of the state to obtain care was not financially feasible. So instead, as her own health deteriorated with the development of preeclampsia, She carried the pregnancy until two months before her due date when she delivered a stillborn baby. That is disgusting what the states have done to these women. Dr. Emily Corrigan, an emergency obstetrician who joined the lawsuit in Idaho, said in the press conference that the state's laws have forced at least 19 reproductive health care providers to leave the state in the past year, as well as five out of nine maternal fetal medicine specialists who treat patients with high-risk pregnancies. Providers are avoiding working in the state due to widespread confusion in the medical community in Idaho about in which circumstances abortion care is legal. She said, I regularly see patients that have been denied emergency medical care at other hospitals in this state. 
Any doctor found to have broken these laws, including me, is subject to two to five years in prison, the loss of their medical license, and civil liability and fines amounting to at least $20,000 for each violation. So professionals are leaving in droves, leaving all women struggling for health care in several states. As you know, we're moving on. As you know, there are numerous state lawsuits about the redistricting uh, Republicans did across the country in the last couple of years. Wisconsin is one of them. Wisconsin justices are considering two Democrat-backed lawsuits seeking to toss the current maps. First enacted in 2011, they are among the most gerrymandered in the country and have helped Republicans increase their majority. Republicans have long opposed plans put forward by Democrats to enact nonpartisan redistricting process. But now, suddenly, faced with the likelihood that the liberal-controlled state Supreme Court was going to throw out their maps ahead of the 2024 election, Republicans proposed enacting a new system modeled after neighboring Iowa. Suddenly faced with losing their shirts, they decide that they should have listened anyway. Wisconsin Democratic Governor Tony Evers shot down a bogus, uh, as bogus, a surprise plan Republicans floated yesterday that would have the legislature approve new maps drawn by a nonpartisan staff, preempting the state Supreme Court from tossing the current GOP-drawn boundaries. Now that they know Democrats will have control, they want to wrestle that control away from them. They know the new court is going to toss those maps and they are going to lose so many seats. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I laughed already, didn't I? Um, oh, okay. Uh, let's sing it. Long distance information. Give me Memphis, Tennessee, where you'll find five former Memphis police cops involved in a deadly police beating. Yeah, I, I, you know, I threw it together. I'm tired. I only got, what, three hours of sleep? Um, the five former officers, Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., and Justin Smith are facing several charges, including federal civil rights, conspiracy, and obstruction offenses resulting in Tyree Nichols' death. You remember Tyree Nichols? We've discussed his case numerous times. Uh, Tyree Nichols, 29-year-old black man, was violently beaten by Memphis police officers in January and died in the hospital from his injuries just a few days later. Nick Nichols was repeatedly punched and kicked by five Memphis police uh, department officers after the officers conducted a traffic stop and brief foot chase. He required hospitalization after the encounter and died three days later. Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a statement, officers who violate the civil rights of those who are sworn to protect uh, undermine public safety, which depends on the community's trust in law enforcement. Normally, Republicans would be on this yelling at Democrats about how they should let police do their job. But all five officers are black. Whitey don't know what to do now. The federal indictment says the five men 
willfully deprived Nichols of his constitutional rights to, uh, to be free from unreasonable seizure, which includes the right to be free from the use of unreasonable force by a police officer. The five officers are also facing state charges in Tennessee related to Nichols' death, uh, death which they have pleaded not guilty to. And a federal civil lawsuit. All, uh, all five were terminated by the Memphis Police Department uh, in the federal indictment. Prosecutors uh, also allege the five officers purposely tried to keep their body-worn cameras out of view of the beating. After the beating, the five detectives attempted to cover up the use of unreasonable force by giving misleading information to and withholding details from their supervisor and the officer tasked with writing an incident according to the indictment. Officers allegedly failed to tell emergency responders that Nichols had been repeatedly struck in the head and allegedly lied about Nichols pulling on the officer's gun belts and being so strong that he lifted two officers off the ground. This was all contrary to video. More than an hour of footage showing the deadly assault released by city officials in January shows multiple officers threatening Nichols with violence while he appears to comply with their commands or is already on the ground. A body camera video that captures the initial encounter between Nichols and police shows the officer getting out of his car with his gun drawn and captures an officer yelling for Nichols to get the fuck out of the car. Nichols is heard saying, I didn't do anything. And later, as he gets on the ground, all right, I'm on the ground. An officer yells at him, bitch, put your hands behind your back before I, I'm going to knock your ass the fuck out. Nichols says, I'm just trying to go home. If you remember, when we first did this story, we talked about the Scorpion Union, uh, Unit. Scorpion stands for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. Anytime. A unit like that is created. Cops tend to go a little crazy with violations. The Nichols family filed a $550 million federal lawsuit in April against the city of Memphis, its police department, and what the suit said were unqualified, untrained, and unsupervised officers assigned to the Scorpion unit. The lawsuit filed by lawyers for Nichols' mother, uh, Rovan Wells said the fatal beating was the direct and foreseeable product of the unconstitutional policies, practices, customs, and uh, deliberate indifference of the city of Memphis and its police officials. Uh, the Justice Department opened a civil rights investigation in the city of Memphis and its police department in July, seeking to determine whether there are systematic, excuse me, systemic violations of the Constitution or federal law by agency. The probe is separate from the federal criminal civil rights investigation of the officers. Okay, I have not been a defender of the U.S. Time and time again, I have said how the U.S. is the polluter-in-chief. We pollute more than anybody. Garbage all over the world because of us. You know what? I don't use plastic bottles anymore. Aluminum cans only, right? Uh, yesterday, a new report was released that confirmed that according to uh, 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 Oil uh, Change International, 
research, planned oil and gas expansion in the U.S., the largest historical contributor to planet warming greenhouse gas emissions, accounts for more than a third of prospective global oil and gas expansions through 2050. Much of the U.S. expansion is tied to fracking. Five rich countries, the U.S., Canada, Australia, Norway, and the United Kingdom, account for more than half of all planned oil and gas expansion globally, even though they are far less reliant on fossil fuel revenues than other nations and have the resources for a renewable energy transition. And U.S. leads the pack. In 2023 alone, the Biden administration greenlit the Alaska Willow Project, approved multiple LNG export facilities in Alaska and along the Gulf Coast, held a massive oil and gas lease sale in the Gulf of Mexico, fast-tracked the Mountain Valley Pipeline, and oversaw the weakening of bedrock environmental laws, making it easier for fossil fuel infrastructure to move forward. This is insane, and we need to stop. Biden, calling you out. Calling you out. Anyway. That's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. And remember... Always remember, please, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.